The Tape Never Lies Network. Starts now. Yo, what is going on, fucking TTNL family, fantasy football heads? You expected to see Claudio. Sorry, didn't mean to disappoint you. Claudio is uh, dealing, you're not dealing. He's got some, fa- you know, family obligations. He is uh, being a good dad this evening. And uh, yeah, week 14's in the books. Week 15 is here. Playoffs for some. Last week of the regular season for others. Shit, Ivan, it's you and I tonight. Um, what do you, you know, I'm trying to bring you on. We're clicking. I'm doing good, Jack. We're both doing it at the same time. We got it all, all hey. screwed up since Claudio decided to just de- leave us. Hot last minute. I'm joking. I'm last joking. minute. You know, I'm joking. We, he, so, like I, we kid, we kid. He, he has stuff to do and we all have stuff to do. It's when we get busy, we all understand. But welcome back everybody to another episode of Keeping It Fantasy here on the Tape Never Lies Network. Before we get started, you know what to do. Like, share, and subscribe. Make sure you go to the tapeneverlies.com. It's right there at the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. Become a patron. You get all the bonus covers, DDP breakdowns, uh, Eric Kramer breakdowns, X's with the O's. You get cars, keys, all that good stuff. Make sure you go ahead and do that. But Jekyll, it has been a long week for me. Like I was telling you before, fantasy has been rough to me this this season. But, uh, you know, I I digress. It is what it is. We're getting prepared for the uh, the postseason coming up. Well, you guys are going to get prepared for the postseason. I'm getting ready for the consolation prize. So cracking beers and watching the games. <laughs> yeah, man. cracking beers, watching the games. Just you know, shits and giggles at this point. But uh, man, thank you guys for being here, uh, Jackal. I know we were talking a lot about some like some good stuff for next week, which we'll break down a yep. little bit later on in the show. But why don't we just go ahead and get into it? Why don't we just start with the studs and duds for the week? Sure. Um, I'll kick it off real quick. I know we had yeah. a we had a lot of turnover. There was a lot of injuries too, as well. This, injuries, uh, lots of buys too. Lots like of buys. Yeah. Teams, lots of teams. Like if you had Justin Fields and you were running through the teams in your second half of your schedule, and all of a sudden you know you have that week fourteen mm-hmm. buy right before the playoffs. I definitely had that dilemma. Um, yeah, if you played your cards right, hopefully you got a W and you're playing accordingly. Um, you know, hey, shit, if you started Brock Purdy and you know it worked out for you this you know week fourteen. But it was a wild week, man. Some crazy yeah. numbers, some huge injuries. Some people dodged a bullet, other people not so lucky. Uh, but yeah, man, why don't you kick it off with uh, who you liked or who you had that uh, benefited you for week 14? Well, I'll stick with the guy you talked about just right now, Brock Purdy, man. Uh, yeah, I was man. watching that game and I just, I told my wife, I was like, man, San Francisco is up 21 nothing. I'm like, San Francisco is up 28 nothing. <laughs> San Francisco is going to beat the shit out of the, the Buccaneers. And, you know, Brock Purdy was a big part of that. 16. A 21, 76.2 completion percentage. Uh, had 100, 185 yards, 8.8 yards on average, two tutties, 21.7 points. And uh, I, you got to give it up to him, man. He, he, he was doing his thing, very efficient. Didn't turn over the – biggest thing, didn't turn over the football. Yeah. 
So I was happy with with the performance. I was like, man, kind of a little shocked. I told you guys, yeah, you maybe that we little shoulder fake, that little pump fake yeah. action, bro. I was like, look at this dude, man. Right, right. That scheme that they run, you know, it looks like they, you know, Mister Irrelevant at one point. Clearly, they liked what they saw. They kept him on the roster. Um, I, I mean, shit, it was that was it was impressive to see. You know, I'd like to think that he could continue, um, but they got nine lives in San Francisco. We talked about it last week, or while we were you know, texting each other. Yeah. They seem to just, you know, someone goes down, somebody steps up. It's just, you know, that's what you hope. Right. And I, I mean, if he's efficient enough and this is fantasy and, you know, non-fantasy wise, I know yeah. we only have a few weeks left, but or a week left, but he could be a force for the San Francisco 49ers. Doesn't have to be all world, but he no. could be the guy that just keeps the ship going, keeps the ship afloat. And he looks confident. That's the biggest thing. He looks confident, young guy. He'd but be Brock 17 Purdy, going into week 15. You know? Right, right, right. Brock Purdy would be a stud for me. Uh, he's, what, eight, eight quarterback overall this weekend. So yeah. Brock Purdy, number one guy I'm talking about today. What do you got, yeah, Jack? I like that. I'm going to stay with quarterbacks, you know. Mm -hmm. And we talk, we've been talking about it all year. You know, he was uh, – I, I don't want to call him, you know, uh, Justin Fields' competition, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, with respects to how things have been going for him this year, that ascension to the next level, I think you're seeing that. It, it, not just football speaking, but fantasy wise, he had a huge week, 33.42 points, um, 20 fantasy, 20, 20 plus fantasy points out of five out of the last six games. Um, he's now riding a streak of 181 consecutive passes without an interception. So he's obviously feeling a lot. He's feeling himself. He's comfortable. He's very confident out there. He's got some tough matchups coming up week 15 against the Cowboys, week 16 against the Jets. At the same time, negative game script. If they get down, they're going to have to throw anyway. That could mean big day for him again. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought he was a uh, a monster in Week 14. Um, I, I I just was supr not surprised. Just uh, if you if you rode like the Zay Jones wave and he, with all the targets or Evan Ingram this week, and we'll mm -hmm. probably get to him with the oh start, god, you know, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it's pretty impressive, man. The the Jaguars are have shown kind of. They've hit on a couple of guys, a couple of signings, draft picks. It's and Lawrence is, you know, the, the fruits of that labor as well, man. He's definitely coming into his own. Good coach, got Urban out of there, and here we are, man. You know, yeah. so my, my guy was Justin uh, or Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and in the past three weeks, he's had seven touchdown passes, yeah. no interceptions. Two games uh, were over 300 yards. The only one that wasn't was a loss to Detroit. But yeah, I mean, he's been on a roll. It's just kind of, at first, it was a little bit shaky. You know, we were talking about it. Like, you know, it's kind of iffy here and there, uh, a lot of peaks and valleys. But then all of a sudden, it's just started to become consistent from uh, Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, he was the overall uh, the number one overall quarterback this week as yeah. far as fantasy is concerned. Uh, another guy I want to go ahead and jump to, to be honest, Daniel Jones didn't do horribly bad. You know, I'm, he had 19 points. He's at number mm -hmm. 11 overall. Uh, it, they just they ran into a buzzsaw, and I had mentioned it before. They ran into a buzzsaw. I thought he did. I, I would call him. I guess I call him a stud. It, it's it's a studly performance by him. He did he did enough, I guess, to to try to win. But it's just hard to go up against the Eagles. He was eighteen to twenty seven, sixty six point seven completion percentage, only one hundred and sixty nine yards for one touchdown. But he gave you nineteen point four points, had four uh, attempts on the ground, and also had a touchdown on the ground. So you know. 
he he is who he is. You know what I'm saying? He is who he is. He gave you, you know, the best he could, and he gave you 19.4 fantasy points. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a stud. Okay. Um, I'm going to go double up real quick. A guy that's been just bombarded with criticism this year, and, I mean, deservedly so. Russell Wilson was a stud until he got knocked out of that, that game. Out, yeah. Got completely they had a they had, they showed the the close up of that knot on his head. Um Hope Russell's like Oh yeah, Hope, Hope Russell's all right, but he was 23 of 36, 63.9% completion, 247 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, four carries for 57 yards, 26.6 fantasy points yeah. this week so he was a stud even though the Denver Broncos the yeah Denver Broncos are kind of uh that that ride is a long one yeah. <laughs> so it's been a long yeah. ride for them this <laughs> the year the next so. ride is the unemployment line ride for fucking Hackett oh so, man yeah. yeah I think it could be it could be what do you uh, what else you got Jackal so you brought up Daniel Jones I'm gonna go on the flip side go Jalen Hurts another solid game for him you know he had uh, he was 21 for 31 217 yards he had two touchdowns as well as a rushing touchdown 30.38 fantasy points. You know, so I, you know, it's the, the Eagles are chumming along, man. And if you, if you had any shares in him or Miles Sanders this past weekend, you were, you were happy, um, you know, and I'm going to, I'm just going to slide on over to receivers. Um, Justin Jefferson is just continuing to show why he is, you know, why the, the Vikings laughed when the Eagles took Jalen uh, Rieger, right? Um, right. 33.3 fantasy points. He's making history, apparently. When I was doing a little research here, he's, you know, uh, he's had five games of 30-plus fantasy points this season, totaling nine in his career. Um, among wide receivers, only Lance Allworth uh, has totaled more in, in his first 46 games as a, of an NFL wide receiver with 11. Um, and that speaks to, like, back when they started doing the fantasy stats in the 50s or whatever. But, um, yeah, he's now the lead leader, uh, league leader in fantasy points for wide receivers, taking over Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs this past weekend. He's on pace for almost 400 fantasy points, just under 390, actually. Um, so that's that's pretty monumental. Justin Jefferson and, and, you know, the Vikings may suck, but fantasy-wise, it's just uh, – it's lights out for him if he's in your uh, – if he's in your wide receiver core. Yeah, he's one of those guys, like I was mentioning, and it's, it's funny because I had mentioned him before, uh, Devontae, he had a down week, um, but the, similar to him, putting up those 30 points, 30 points, yeah. 30 points, and you could really just throw the ball up to him, he's going to go get it, he's, I mean, you've seen that one-handed, yeah, that ridiculous yeah. catch that he had earlier on in the, in the season, um, he's always a great pick uh, as far as studs are concerned, uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and stick, or I'm going to go ahead and jump to the running backs, Jarek McKinnon, had Claudio's boy, man. A day, and Claudio's, man. yeah, Claudio's boy for sure. He had a day. Six. Uh, he only had six uh, attempts on the ground, twenty-two, 22 yards, yeah. but through the air he caught seven passes off nine targets, one hundred and twelve yards, and two tuds. Thirty-two point four fantasy points. If you're looking at fantasy pros, I'm yeah. sure he got a couple more, or you know, here and there, depending on what your league was. But Jarek McKinnon, the number one overall running back this week in fantasy. Good call. Yeah, he was a dude playing in his 100th uh, NFL game, which was kind of nice, a little uh, celebratory moment for, moment for him. You know, and he's got a dream matchup coming up. He's got, I think, the Texans and the Seahawks. So if you have him going into – if you're able to get your hands on him or you have him, he's a guy you're probably going to start with some confidence, uh, you know, with week 15. You know, he's not going to get many carries, but, you know, see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out. Um, and so with all that, you got Isaiah Pacheco there, who, you know, I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a fan of. But – um 
I think McKinnon and Pacheco are going to get you fantasy points regardless in that offense. So, and, yeah, good yeah, call with McKinnon, man. And, and Pacheco added uh, just just to mention because he's not really a top, but he added uh, I believe twelve. Yeah, I had like eleven point seven or twelve point four, depending. Yeah, on, somewhere yeah. around there. So he he had an efficient day as well. It, yep. it wasn't like a down I'll day for it. him. But yeah, you you'll take those points if especially if you're struggling at running back like I am. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, definitely a good combo there uh, with the Chiefs and, and the Chiefs' backfield. I'm going to stick with uh, running back since you went there. Christian McCaffrey, you know, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy goes down and who becomes the focal point? You know, they're going to get the ball in his hands, and that'd be CMC. 33.95 fantasy points. What was it? In the last two games, he's uh, 28 fantasy points or more on average so he's obviously doing some good things right now and they lost their quarterback last week Purdy stepped in they continue you know they shifted a little bit made you know a little bit of Dinkin and Duncan obviously they're doing those I mean I saw some breakdown earlier today of some tape with him just the vision he has with a play designed to one side and he just sees this little lane and he pops it out to the right for the touchdown and you're just like that was not the design play but at the same time he just took it to the house and that's why he's mm-hmm. amazing right yeah um but yeah, he's he's doing everything. He's getting catches, so the receiving usage is there. He's running the ball with value, and he's always scoring. So 153 total yards, 15 touches against Tampa, and uh, yeah, he's got Seahawks next week. Given, I'll, I'll take that, and it looks to be one of the top probably running backs for Week 15 going into the playoffs, man. Yeah, you know what? I, oh, but last I, week uh, Garoppolo went down. This week, Debo Samuel went down. Profi. Yeah, I think you said Purdy earlier. I think that's why Ralphie had mentioned it. Well, Maybe I mean, I'm Purdy, wrong. I mean, I know what I'm saying. Purdy came in after Garoppolo got hurt. I might have oh, spoke. Yeah. I'm, I'm rambling sometimes. So he could be right. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> no thanks, Ralph. I'm just saying. No, but, but I agree with you. Uh, they're going to ride CMC for, you know, throughout throughout this playoff yeah. run. Uh, just, I mean, his talent has always been there. But now you put him with this team who his identity is to run the ball and use the running backs and, you know, not really necessarily big plays downfield, but use that play action to, you know, create some uh, yeah. open areas downfield. That's, I mean, that's they dodged the bullet with Debo's injury too, right? Oh like yeah, oh yeah. Weeks. High ankle, high ankle sprain. They said he'll be ready yeah. for the playoffs. So I, I mean, I would, I imagine he's shut down. They're icing him. He's getting all the therapy he needs because that's a team force. Approved massages and all that. Yeah, stuff. that's yeah. Team approved massages, Debo. Um, but yeah, that's that's a great pick. CMC as you know, as always is is typically. Can I give a great you one pick. more running back real quick. Miles Sanders. Go, go ahead, yeah. Real quick, just a dude that was last year was kind of like a fantasy anomaly. He didn't have any touchdowns. And I think he got his 11th or 10th and 11th this year. Um, It's pretty wild for a guy that was kind of an afterthought going into this season. You know, you're looking at it kind of running back by committee. And all of a sudden this guy seemed to be taken over at 28.5 fantasy points. He's had 71.3 fantasy points in the last three weeks, second to only Josh Jacobs, who has, I think, like 88 or almost 89 fantasy points in the same span. Um, he plays the Bears this week, too. So look like uh, the Bears who give up, I think, like the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this year. So, um, yeah, it's a good matchup for Sanders. But those are a couple of uh, stars for me that I had for running backs. Yeah, and uh, to answer Ruffy's question, I think it was – right now I think it's just a high ankle sprain. No, I did see he had – they, they did say an MCL sprain as well. But it okay, still so said three weeks-ish was what I was reading – Today before we uh, got together this evening. Well, well, the high ankle is probably. If that's the case, I'm not a doctor, but I would imagine the MCL is is probably less severe. No, it, it wasn't as, as severe as obviously the high yeah, ankle sprain. So, I, agree. I mean, as long as Debo comes back, you know, he's a great player, great to watch. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and stay with the running backs. James Connor 
has had himself a month. Well, actually, it's, up, it's about five uh, five weeks. So, and I'll give it. I'll give him the one against Seattle. It was. I would say that's that's a pretty solid week, a decent week for him, uh, especially the way he started out the season. Uh, I'm going to read off the last five games, 11.4, 23.6, 13.4, 21, and 23.4 this past uh, wow. yesterday against the against the New England Patriots in a loss. But he has stepped up, man. It's it's good to see him step up because I thought he was going to be on the, you know, the big bust yeah, of the year. He's the one thing that's you know, consistent for that offense. Right. Well, and, and now that you lost Kyler Murray and we'll, we'll get to him. Um, I imagine they're going to go ahead and lean a little bit more on James Conner. 15 carries, 85 yards, one touchdown, seven, uh, six receptions off seven targets, 29 yards. Like I said, yeah. 23.4. So he's a stud. That's a good one, man. Week. Yeah. He's had double digit carries and drawing three to uh, three to seven targets in the last four games. So, I mean, he's he's doing it all. And that go, coincides with the numbers he just read off, read off you know, with the fantasy mm-hmm. production. So, um, granted, he's got a t- tough matchup coming in against the Broncos. Uh, but at the same time, you know, hey, I like James Conner, man. That's a, that's a great call. I, it was fun watching him run last night. I mean, he had to kind of put the team on his back and try to do something because, I mean, he was battling against Judon and the boys, and that was a, that was a fun game. You know what was crazy? That fumble return, and just – we're going to just mention it real quick. Like, I was just like, why is he doing that with the football? And I know D-Hop is a great talent. He's, he's a, you know, a yeah. great receiver. I was just like, you deserve to lose that football. Like, he, like – you deserve to lose that football carrying it the way you did. It was just doesn't make sense. You're, you, I know there's it's desperation time for the for the Cardinals, but got to be able to protect the football. Yeah. Be smart, do the small things. I'm, I'll double up real quick. Yeah, go ahead. We'll get we'll get the tight ends in here. Uh, we'll just I'll just knock it out of the park. Evan Ingram, yeah, that's... just ridiculous. Eleven receptions, fifteen targets, 162 Jesus. yards. Two touchdowns, 39.2 points. He had three catches over or uh, plus 20 yards, had a long of 25. It was, he had himself a day. And to be honest, we were talking about that resurgence of Evan Ingram, and it's just kind of been, like I said, spotty, similar to what Trevor Lawrence's year has been up until like recently. But yeah, if he could find, you know, if he's a reliable target for him, and I'm not going to say he's going to put up 39 points each week. It, he could have a resurgence in Jacksonville, especially with a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. Of course, man, especially with the way that, that Lawrence is playing that ascension to the next level. Typically, there's a tight end that goes along with that, right, in an offense. Normally that linchpin safety blanket, however you want to look at it. Um, you know, but Ingram, Ingram seems to be the guy. Uh, you know, that was a great pickup again for the Jaguars. You know, mm-hmm. plenty of cap space. Looks like they, you know, invested some of that money wisely. Um, and it gives me – Hope as a Bears fan, you know, hoping that, you know, we have similar similar situations just a year behind. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping in terms of a rebuild, we could, you know, get a couple of uh, make a couple of hits like that. But great call on Ingram. Yeah, he was the tight end that killed it, man. I mean, all the other tight ends, there were some tight ends that absolutely sucked. If you want to slide over to Duds, man, you know, um, yeah, Noah Fant and Mike Gusecki. I don't even think Gusecki had any points and neither did Noah Fant. They just had flat out zeros. And Mark Andrews had three point, almost three point two fantasy points. Six uh, six targets, two catches, 17 yards total, man. It's just uh, not what you expect out of him. Granted, you know, quarterback's injured as we talk about the relationship to the quarterback and tight end. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were hoping Huntley would be able to do something. He goes out, and uh, Anthony Brown had to play, I think, right? Isn't that the undrafted rookie that went in? Um, I think so. 
Yeah, so things aren't looking too, you know, it looks like Lamar hopefully will be back or maybe one more week. But, yeah, I thought those were some duds on the tight end slide. We'll just get them out of the way, and I'm going to kick it over to you so you can uh, go wherever you want. Yeah, uh, just just to mention real quick, George Kittle also was a dud this week, 6.8 fantasy points. So I'll just just to wrap up some of the tight ends. Tight ends have been very, very brutal this year. Oh, shit. What's his name? Had a really good week. The dude from – what he's got the I can't say his name. Uh, is it Okan Okan Um, the tight end for the the Chargers. He I had a real Thank you. I don't want to butcher it. I but... tried. No, it's yeah. It was I did yeah. not do it justice. But he had twelve point five fantasy points, six targets, six catches, forty five yards in a tud for twelve point five. You know that's pretty solid for a guy that. Um, if you were looking for kind of a shot in the dark, there we talked about last week, but he. He performed for uh, tight ends. It was wild. It was wild. Just names you don't expect did well in the tight end front, um, as is the tight end position in 2022 fantasy football. Yeah, I'm, I'll try his name. Uh, Chigozim Okongwo, maybe. But he, right. plays, he played. He had a great week, played for the Tennessee yeah. Titans. If I butchered your name, sir, I apologize. Me I truly well. do. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back real quick. Do that. And then, and then, and then I'm going to go ahead and kick myself in the ass. Um <laughs> So, so I'll, I'll I know go. where that's going. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so Saquon Barkley definitely was a dud this week. I had mentioned it last week. I was, you know, I I, I had to take my shots. You know what I'm saying? Take okay. my shots. Took that Stefan Diggs one. Ralphie gave me a bunch of crap for it. Uh, I think everybody did. But you know, got to shoot your shot somewhere. One finally hit, and Saquon Barkley. Sorry, you know, he's a great player. Had a bad week. Six point eight yep. points, nine carries, 28, 28 yards, no tuds. Two receptions, 20 yards, and that was it. Um, rough, rough week for the Giants. Yep. I, I figured that they were going to get blown out by the Eagles. I just, that's, like I said, they're. Has he hit a wall, you think? I mean, he Same hasn't one. had 100 yards since, uh, what's it, week 10 against Houston. Um, you hope he does well against the commanders coming up. But do you think he's kind of hit a little bit of a wall, or is it just kind of just I think what's going the, on with the Giants? I think the Giants benefited from an easy first half of the schedule. Okay. Um, not to say that Saquon isn't, you know, back or he doesn't look physically unable to perform or whatever like that. Um, it's just, I, I think they were just pretenders. I, I just okay. think that that's kind of who they were always going to be is a team that's what, what's the record in the last few games. Like they haven't, they haven't been great. I know that it has, it has one, been one in pretty, the last four. I don't remember I one in last four, one in last five, something like that. So, it's been rough for the Giants. Um, I think they were seven and two at one point, right? Something like that. But anyway, Saquon Barkley had a bad week. Um, but like I said, as soon as I pat myself seven, on the back, five and one. okay, okay. As soon as I pat myself on the back, I got to kick myself in the ass. DeAndre Swift had a bad week as well. He had point one more points than Saquon. Six carries, twenty-one yards, uh, eight, uh, three. Three receptions for 18 yards and no tuds whatsoever. I thought he was going to have a better week against the against the Vikings, but yeah, it was uh, it was rough for De- DeAndre Swift. It's been a rough year for DeAndre Swift. I, it's weird because I feel like they're kind of phasing Jamal Williams out because he didn't do very well. He had a worse day than than uh, Jamal Williams or than uh, DeAndre Swift did. Um, 3.7 points. He had uh, 16 rushes for only 37 yards, averaged 2.31 yards per carry. 
So I, I, I don't know if they're slowly kind of getting it, you know, but the game script led to look at the numbers the receivers put up. If you had, you know, DJ Shark, uh, I mean, Jameson Williams had a, a touchdown catch. Um, I'm trying to remember. Amon St. Brown had another big day. So, like, you know, the receivers had big days. And I always thought Swift would benefit from the PPR format with that, you know, with a passing script like that. But, you know, they just were hucking it all over the place. Um, but, yeah, I thought Jamal Williams was another dud on the receipt on the running back side. Um, one thing that is interesting is Nick Chubb. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like he was a dud. If he didn't get that touchdown, he would have had a pretty crummy day. He had uh, he had 14. What was it? He had eight. He had 8.2 fantasy points, and he's only had 114 rushing yards on 20 and 20 receiving yards in his last two games. So he is just. He didn't pick up a touchdown this past game. He didn't have one. No, 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 no. You might be looking up like it. It might. The numbers might have mixed on your. Oh, I thought Nick Chubb had a t- rushing touchdown. No, no, he, he's got no rushing touchdowns this this oh, my week. Bad. I thought he had a fumble that brought him to six. Mind. Anyway, regardless, Nick Chubb in the offense, it's a Deshaun Watson offense now, and it's like they're not necessarily giving the ball to to Chubb. Kareem Hunt's an afterthought. I just think that it's uh, Deshaun Watson, and, uh, you know, he's throwing all over to Donovan People-Jones and, uh, you know, the guys over there. But Chubb was a dud for me as well on the fantasy side. Yeah, hasn't had a touchdown in two weeks, actually. Um, the win against Houston and the the loss to Cincinnati, zero touchdowns for Nick Chubb. Uh, you know, the Browns, like you like had mentioned, that's a good point. Like, as soon as Deshaun came in, it was a Deshaun Watson show. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? It was like, all right, forget, forget our identity. We're going to become this. This is our new identity. Uh, and it, to be honest, I don't know if that's going to be the best uh, mixture for the Browns, I think you need to find that balance. I know Deshaun wants to get back into football in the football groove, but you have an identity and you need to rely on that. Dalvin Cook is another dud for me. Fifteen. That's carries. the guy that had the touchdown. Okay, so, so there Dalvin. We Cook, there we go. Dalvin Cook, fifteen carries, twenty-three yards, one touchdown, uh, one receptions, thirteen yards. Had the fumble, eight point six uh, fantasy points against the Lions. Was not a good week. For Dalvin no. Cook, not a good week. And I think, you know, you, you had mentioned how shitty the Vikings are despite their – well, they have the record, but despite that, they're winning games by, what, one point? Or it was like six or six games or seven games they won by just one score. The last possession. Uh, yeah, yeah, the last possession. Six points or whatever, yeah. You, you lose to a Lions team who – I mean, to their credit, they've been on a roll. They've been on a roll. You had, yeah. you had Dan Campbell with big nuts on that fake punt. So it, it's, it is – it's been a weird type of year for the for the Vikes. I feel like they're the pretenders. They're better than the Giants, but they're not. I don't think they're Super Bowl bound. No, I think the Lions, don't the Lions have a chance to win the division too? Can't they go out and try to? Do they have? A, are they mathematically alive to win the division? Was, I, was they talking about that today with Dan Campbell? Let me see that. I'll have, you have to, that in front of you. Let me look at the. But yeah, they, I mean, they built a culture in Detroit. They bought in. They got, you know, it seems like everything's working there. Um, it, it, Detroit and, you know, Motor City, Dan Campbell. It's got things moving over there, man. Yeah. So the Vikings 10 and, 10 and 3. Detroit, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's four more games, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have – the Vikings will have to lose four in a row and Detroit will have to win four in a row. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, Which, I guess hey, – Crazier yeah. things have happened, but yeah, no, that's – okay. Right, they still they still are very alive in the wild card though. So yeah, that's, good that's for them. something to yeah, that's something to look forward to. And like like you said, the and it's funny you said the culture changed. Like I hope that 
that's something we could look forward to next season where something clicks and then you start seeing, you know, the, the, the hard work that the players have been given, putting in Justin, putting in his hard work. You see him flourish, get him some playmakers, uh, get him some blocking, um, maybe fix up that defense a little bit, actually fix up that defense for sure. But that's kind of what I'm looking yeah. forward to. I mean, I'm not saying the lions are world beaters, but you're looking for that kind of progress. Yeah, but next you see year. the, you see the shift. They believed in it. It didn't happen yeah. overnight and they just right. got clowned and clowned and clowned, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's not the same old lions. It's, you know, it's the new lions apparently, you know, and Jared Goff, is he now the quarterback of the future? Does that change the way they draft now? Like right. they have the, they have a plethora of picks that they got from the, the Rams and the way everything kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting. The Bears are going to be battling Detroit um, and coming up. You know, I think, you know, talking to cars, he's all about the Vikings. They're like a moment away from a rebuild. He mm-hmm. thinks they're just such pretenders. And, uh, you know, so it, with Green Bay kind of hitting the same thing once Rodgers is gone, it's, it's going to be Bears in Detroit, which is going to be like old school, like uh, old school kind of football back in the day, but, you know, much different style of uh, gameplay for both teams. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm as we circle to back to fantasy football. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, yeah. Another dud I got to a tongue of Iowa, 10 of 28, 35.7 completion percentage, 145 yards, one touchdown, 12 points. If it wasn't for that tud, he'd be under double digits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's a rough one. It's been a rough one for Miami. It's going to get even rougher. I'm going to, I'm going to, we talked about uh, Nick Chubb and I talked about the, the Deshaun Watson offense. You know, I thought that meant Amari Cooper would have some points. He was a dud, man. Uh, I don't know about all that. But, uh, you know, 6.2 fantasy points for Amari Cooper. He had uh, two passes on 42 yards, and it's uh, the offense went elsewhere. You know, Jacoby Brissett obviously had a much better work, not working relationship, but just seemed to have a better connection with uh, with Amari Cooper. I mean, that could change over time. But mm-hmm. right now, he seems not that that does not seem to be the case. Um, and, and that's not getting any better for him either because they go against the Ravens, uh, you know, Ravens secondary. So he has uh, an opportunity to kind of hopefully show us, hey, I can I can put up some numbers. He's got the you know, Ravens secondary suspect. So um, I think he could actually turn it around in week 15. But again, a dud in week 14, which I was really surprised. Uh, he hurt me in a league this uh, this past weekend. Yeah, uh, there's a couple, couple more, uh, and then we'll get into yeah. injuries. Um, I'll just read off a couple yeah, of them and then maybe just real quick. Christian Kirk, 9.5 fantasy points. Uh, I know Jacksonville put up a lot of, you know, a, a lot of points, but Christian Kirk was not one of the guys. Josh Palmer uh, as well didn't have a good uh, fantasy uh, fantasy week, 9.3 points. And Mike Evans continues to have a rough, rough season, 8.4 points. Um, I want no part of him in Chicago. No, I don't want any part of him either. I feel like maybe I, – I don't want to say – I don't want to say a guy's best days are over, but it's – with how rough it's been down Josh there. That's a lot of balls, man. Yeah, and a lot of balls that are put right there for him, right there for him. It's been it's been really rough for him and the team. So those are the three real quick I got. You got any more before we head out? You rattled them off. I mean, you talked. Did you say Stephon Diggs? He had six point seven. CD Lamb eight point three. Um, Devontae Adams. I mean, he had double digits, yeah. but it was just barely ten point one. Three catches, mm-hmm. seventy one yards. He just missed a touchdown, but at the same time, like it. Yeah, you expect him to get your 24 points just the way he's been absolutely oh, yeah. killing it this year. Um, yeah, I mean, Latavius Murray, Devin Singletary, you hit, you talk, and Travis Etienne was the other guy if we didn't talk about him. But, uh, yeah, man, and you want to just jump over to injuries and knock those out real quick? I mean, yeah, Kyler Murray. Yeah. 
Who else? Uh, Kyler Debo Murray, Samuel. Debo Samuel. Kyler Murray will be out for the season. I'm sure everybody has found out by yeah. now. Debo, we talked about before, will be back. Russell, concussion protocol. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Pickett, also out with a suspected concussion. We saw Mitch come into play uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think. Lamar had a PCL injury. Yeah. As I'm, as he I'm may it. play, but he did not practice today. I saw that. So I, if you're not practicing Tuesday, I mean, Grant's only Tuesday. So and it's now, uh, yeah. Now looking at the Ravens' quarterback situation, Tyler Huntley's also in concussion yep. protocol. So you got Anthony Brown, whoever that person is, that young man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like I don't. I've never heard of Anthony Brown in my life at quarterback. Maybe we'll find I'm out. Undrafted free agent, right. a drafted free agent rookie signing. I'm trying to bring up his information right now. R- right. So maybe maybe he's a Brock Purdy in the waiting. You know. What you know what I'm saying. Maybe he has a good a good week this week if Lamar can't go. But yeah, Anthony Brown will be the quarterback if those two guys can't go this week uh, in uh, Baltimore. Speaking of injury, man, did you see? JK JK Dobbins running by any chance? I, I did I, not. I've never seen a dude run so fast and hard with like a limp like that. Like it was weird. Like it was. I just it's interesting. He, I, I mean, I gotta he watch looks it. like he could ball out. He's like, I I'm not there yet. I'm not in the best. I'm not in 100 shell shape. I, I, how he was just pissed he got caught from behind, but at the same time, you know, I'm like, damn, bro, it's because you're running on like one and a half tires, man. It's like, it's pretty, it's nuts. But at the same time, you know, this dude's a gamer. I love seeing that shit, man. Guys going out there, fucking just warriors, dude. It's fucking, oh, yeah. fuck football, NFL is awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. We love that. We I can't love believe it. people say that shit's fixed, but what, anyway, that's a, another conversation. Another, um, another long conversation, but yeah, continuing on with the injuries, Kenneth Walker, the third, he was, uh, he had an ankle strain. So, He's questionable. Damian um, Pierce. Damian Pierce as well. He, he's also uh, questionable with an anchor. Well, is he questionable or is he out? I it saw that. He's, he said he's a good chance he'll be sidelined. I said, I read before we came on, it said he's more than likely to miss at just one game, which okay. I fucking pray because I had this huge matchup in my first round of this. He's got two, he's got Debo, he's got. He's got this dude hurt, Damian Pierce, and there's somebody else I'm missing. But I'm like, oh, my God, he's missing three starters for my first round on the sixth seed. Let me sneak in. Let's roll. <laughs> Come on, baby. Another injury uh, to the running back position, Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, comment yeah, from, hip injury, right? Yeah, yeah. comment from Mike McDaniel says that Jeff Wilson Jr., his hip injury was, quote, more positive than the worst-case scenario could have been. Huh? Uh, crisis was averted, unquote. So yeah, it, I, it's he's probably going to be out, but he's not going to be out for the rest of the season. So that that's injury single handedly won me the matchup to play the one I just talked about when he got hurt mm-hmm. on uh, Sunday night. I was I won by less than a point. I was going to bring it up to show you guys, but it was fucking whatever. I was I, <laughs> I won by I, I won by less than a point. It was I, I woke up to, in the middle of the night to one of my kids getting sick, and I looked at my yeah. phone like, oh shit, let me see the standings. And I was like, I made, fuck, I'm going to make the playoffs. I was like, you know, <laughs> as I'm cleaning fucking puke and whatever else is oh, chaos, man, over at my house. Speaking um, of daddy duty, yeah, exactly. Oh fuck, man. But anywho, um, <laughs> so there's been plenty of injuries. You know, thankfully you and I are not on the IR as we got, you know, we're going to take care of this daddy duties at home, right? Oh, um, definitely. Uh, continuing but, this on? Oh, or, no, go ahead. You no, I was some. just going to say, did you want to – are there any other injuries that you, that we didn't talk about? That- Tyler Boyd and Ooh. T. Higgins were both out this past week. Big. Boyd had a dislocated Thank finger, you, and then T. Higgins' hamstring injury was tweaked during pregame. 
uh, in week 14. So those are a couple of guys that you need to look for, uh, look for replacements probably. Go get yeah. Impulse. Yeah, definitely do that. Uh, Darren Waller also, he's coming off the IR uh, in week 15. It's like, like we mentioned before, tight ends. Have, oh, wow. Sorry, there was a pop-up that's for some reason is showing me Tom Brady's new girlfriend. But, um, yeah, so uh, anyway, I yeah, that. I don't know. It could be just spam, but I wanted that pop up. Why I don't I know. It's that? what does it say? I think this is bullshit, but it's just popped new up. Girlfriend? Let us know. It just popped up. So okay, we're going off the anyway. Rails. Yeah, off the rails. Anyway, Darren Waller's coming back this week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you want to go start him, take a chance with him. He's had a rough go. He's coming back off injury. Um, I have him still, so I might just try to start him and see if. I strike some I might try to lightning in a bottle. I got to double yeah. check. You just reminded me. He's on my list to take a look at. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so let's move on. Let's get to. Waiver? Do you want to go waiver? We're starting sit. We do this every time. Let's every... go waiver. Let's go waiver. Okay. In, in, injuries, waiver, and then we go into starts and sits. I like that. Okay. Why don't you kick it off with the waiver wire, man? Oh, thank you. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins from the New York Giants. Uh, he had 15 points this past week. He had, I believe he had another touchdown the week prior as well. Let me go ahead and pull that up real quick. Uh, you just fucking threw me for yeah, loop uh, that Isaiah like Hodgins. That. Uh, week 13 and week 14 put up 15 uh, points in both weeks. Uh, had four catches, six on six targets, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Um, had a touchdown in both games. So, yeah, he's looking like a target with that depleted New York Giants secondary. He, he didn't look too bad. Like I said, he's making himself available and open. So if they continue oh, to go man. to him, that might be a, a guy you could sneakily pick up and ha- have some success with. So Isaiah Hodgins from the New York Giants. Good call. Holy shit. I didn't even realize. I, you know, I saw that. I, I saw. I, I didn't know that was his first name. Anyway, I thought it was Isaac. But anywho, um, <laughs> no. So that's that's a great call, especially for like those guys. You know, people that are dealing with you know Debo Samuel injury mm-hmm. or you know T Higgins or you're just you're trying to find some points somewhere because you, you're trying to win a matchup, which means you're trying to win some money at this point. Um, I I'm still surprised when I looked up Jarek McKinnon. You know, yeah. rostered in less than 35% of the leagues. He's a dude that has a huge matchup against a, a, a defense that just just hands over fantasy points to fucking running backs, and that's the Texans. Um, I think he's a solid flex option for you. Um, if you can go out and get him, you know, obviously he's not going to go out and put up 37 fantasy points again next. I mean, if he does, that's fucking awesome, and you're probably going to be like, hey, good call, Chris and Ivan. That's great. We won some money this past weekend. But at the same time, um, you can expect double digits because that is just what he's been doing recently, um, and I think he is a running back that in a place where you're going to need to find some points. Damian Pierce, another injury. Um, Kenneth Walker, ankle, knee, what have you. There's a, there's a solution. Um, Gus Edwards is another guy. We talked about J.K. Dobbins last week. Edwards had three less carries than in J.K. Dobbins this past weekend. Didn't have the high production numbers because he didn't break one off for 41 yards like what's-his-face did. But he still had 13 carries. Um, and I'm sorry, I misspoke. 
Dobbins had 15 carries, so he only had two less carries. Um, I think Gus Edwards and Dobbins could be both flex starts for you because of the run-heavy offense they're going to have to go with if they're starting Ivan at quarterback this weekend. Um, You know, because no offense, Ivan, I haven't seen you throw a 65-yard ball across your your body like like Zach Wilson. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think that'd be a, a nice pickup. Honestly, standing still, I think I could get about. I like that from your knees, like stand, Marcus standing, Russell. I don't know about from my knees, but from standing, like standing still, I could probably get about good 55, 60 yards. I like it. I like I'm it. A, yeah. With a little hutch or like a real. Uh, no, I mean just stand and fire. Like I think I get about 50, 60 yards with the NFL size football. Probably, yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah. Okay, I'd have to throw it twice, I think, but you got through some waiver wires. Then. Uh, another guy, another wide receiver, Josh Reynolds from the Detroit Lions. The guy started out red hot, and he he's a factor in that offense. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Uh, the first was five weeks. He was averaging, I want to say, about 15, 12, 15, 13, somewhere yep. around there, fantasy points. Had himself a good run. Then he, after the bye week, he kind of went cold and was, looks like he was out for injury. Uh, came back a little slow in the Jacksonville game. But last week, he looked back to that, you know, beginning of the year form, similar to what the Lions offenses looked like in recent weeks. He's put up 16.1 points this past week, five receptions off six targets, 51 yards, and a touchdown. He is a good player. He, he's a good player. He, he reminds me a little of Darnell Mooney. Um, not trying to, you know, make little, little bigger than Darnell. A little right? bit, little bigger than Darnell. I think a little lengthier, taller. Yeah, a little taller than Darnell, but uh, still, he, he's a great player. He, he does a lot he's of good old. things for the Lions, and I think that he's going to be a, Dude, a he's quality seven. Yeah, I think he's going to be a quality target going into this uh, run for the playoffs and such. That's a good call. That's a good call, man. I, I like him a lot. I think. Uh, <laughs> I no, I. I, I've always had like he's a guy that always sneaks on my roster. Some he's a guy that I'm like, oh shit, Josh Reynolds is available, and I end up fucking grabbing him. You know, it's just the way it kind of fucking works for me, man. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those guys. I don't know if you have a guy like that in fantasy, but he seems to be one of those dudes that ended up sliding sliding over on the uh, the captain Justin Fields fantasy mm-hmm. roster. Um, but I got a receiver for you also. Talked about him like four times already. Donovan People Jones, rostered in about 45% of the leagues. Um, he was a streaming option for pretty much everyone all year. Just you know, that's why he's at this position where he's at less than 50% um, roster ship. But he has done nothing but double digit PPR production, seven out of his last eight games, just coming off a career high or season high in receptions, targets, and receiving yards this past week. I think he's got that big play option or big play opportunity. He's a big physical receiver. And it seems like uh, Deshaun likes that big physical type. So he's going to keep trying to feed the ball to the things that he likes. Um, and I think that means Deshaun Watson and Donovan People Jones could be uh, inclined for, uh, you know, more more successful things to come. Yeah, you know, and especially, you know, they're going against the Ravens, like we talked about, you know, mm-hmm. no, nothing, you know, when we talked about Cooper, nothing ails you but a secondary that just kind of, you know, gifts uh, fantasy points or receiving yards for whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think that they're going to try to force or, or at least allow Deshaun to ease into coming back into the league and playing again. So I, I could see that 
uptick in passes and definitely passes to Donovan Peoples Jones going up. Um, I'm going to go with Chubba Hubbard. Like the, it's been a weird running back by committee for the Panthers. He ended up putting up 15.9 points this past week against the, against the Seahawks, 14 carries, 74 yards, had a touchdown, three receptions off three targets, 25 yards. Uh, You know, if he's suddenly the main guy and the main focal focal point, I would say pick him up. It's been a weird type of year. Ever since CMC went out, you know, you had multiple different running backs in there. He's young enough to be that, you know, hey, we're going to let you go run with it. You're going to be our guy for here on out. I will go ahead and take a shot on him, even if it's just to keep an eye out or whatever. We have one more week left in the regular season, at least for our leagues. Um, But, yeah. So I had – Dante Foreman, and mm. he hurt me because Hubbard. I had Hubbard on my bench, started Foreman, backfired. You know, what are you going to do? That's what happens. Yeah, that's why we're, you know, up here pretending yeah, sure. like we know what we're talking about, right? Sure. Uh, no, but Chris Moore, um, my old buddy from high school. No, Chris Moore, the receiver from Houston Texans, uh, was a dude that is rostered and pretty much – no leagues, like 5%. Um, mm-hmm. But he had his second 100 receiving yard game this past weekend. Um, he had uh, 124 yards. I think he's a guy, you're looking at Brandon Cooks and um, Nico Collins with the foot injury, Cooks with the groin injury. I, he, you know, more took advantage, and they're still on the injury report. Keep your eyes out if you're trying to stream a receiver, trying to find some points like we talked about. Mm-hmm. I'd make maybe, maybe jump on Chris Moore and see if he could uh, continue to have a, a hot streak with uh, Mr. Allen or whoever's quarterbacking for them right now. Um, but yeah, that was that was something to think about. I thought he was, uh, you know, those last second guys. Like, oh shit, no one put a waiver claim on him. You can probably pick him up tomorrow morning. You know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, gonna go to running backs. You saw uh, Romandre Smith go down yesterday. Yes, all your take. I like good call. Pierre Strong yes. Jr. looked like he was ready to play. Uh, five carries, seventy yards, had a touchdown, uh, two receptions off two targets, twenty yards, seventeen points this past week. He's only rostered in point six uh, of fantasy leagues, so. He might be a guy that's that next man up and, you know, surprises you. They, they like to use running backs a lot in that in that uh, Belichick system. He could be a, a very, very solid pickup for this playoff run. So I would say, yeah, strong – Pierre – is it Pierre? Yeah. Pierre Strong Jr. Lost yeah, the name. I, I, I lost like the that. name real quick. No, you're good. You saw, I saw DJ Shark's name pop up there. We talked about him last week. We talked about him the week before mm-hmm. um, as he came back off an of injury. But – he was a dude rostered in less. I mean, he's rostered a lot more leagues, almost two thirds of the league, so sixty-five percent. Um, but put together consecutive ninety-yard receiving weeks, uh, ninety-yard receiving games. Um, I think he's a dude that, with that offense, I'm on St. Brown. You had Jamison Williams come in, had that forty-one-yard touchdown catch, which is great. Um, but that was his only catch. Um, you know, obviously they had him on a pitch count. They're easing him in, but the way things are looking, I think you could still see Shark continue to flourish in this offense. And uh, if you could get your hands on him, somebody had dropped him due to you know their situations at the end of the season, and he's sitting there right now. Hey, not worth grabbing. So um, another receiver could help you out. You know, you know, with some of the injuries we talked about earlier. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm going to go mention him. Uh, he had a big week. I, 
I'm going to mention him just because I want to butcher his name again. Chigozim Okunwo. Okunwo. I hope it is it. I hope it's it. Tight end for the tight end for the Titans. Uh, had 12 points. Or, so this is a standard league. But uh, had 18 points yeah. this past this past game uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Six targets, 45 yards, uh, and a touchdown. But yeah, pick him up. He's only rostered in a limited amount of leagues right now. I want like to five percent. Yeah, like five percent of leagues. Yeah, but this one says nine points. But he point is, he's out there. He's available. And uh, if he becomes a consistent target, hey, why not? Go ahead yeah. and take a shot at him. Yeah, man. I think we nailed it with some of the uh, – we talked about a bunch of waiver wire claims, man. I think there's a bunch of dudes out there you can go out and put get your hands on. Um, you want to jump over to starts and sits and uh, wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Why don't you uh, kick us off? All right. So, whew, I'm going to stay – oh, man. You threw me off here. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with – I was going to say a running back to start. I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. No, I don't even want to use that one. I don't want to use that one. I'm going to go take Garrett back, Wilson against Detroit. I okay. just think, uh, you know, the whole benching of Zach Wilson has done nothing but just take Garrett Wilson to the next level. Him and Mike White or the confidence of Mike White to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson, um, who is pretty, you know, he was demanding the ball at first. And, you know, hey, kudos to him. You, you know, you show, you put out, you, you, you talk, you, you better, you know, you walk that walk. You, you talk that talk, you walk that walk. Jesus Christ. Um, you know, but three straight double-digit PPR finishes for him. He caught six out of seven passes for 78 yards against, you know, Buffalo secondary, who was supposed to shut him down. I mean, he didn't have 100 yards, but he still put up good numbers. Um, you know, and he's got a he's got a pretty solid matchup against Detroit. I think you're looking at a guy that could go off and have a monster fucking day. Mike White included. He's a waiver claim. If he's out there, I think this would be a good matchup too for him. By the way, um, yeah. but I would start. Garrett Wilson, if you were on the fence, uh, you know, with the whole quarterback situation after they went with Buffalo for Mike White, uh, I think that's a guy you can start with confidence. A little caution with Mike White. We forgot to mention he did get hurt. So uh, depending on how he – yeah, depending on how he got fucking rocked. He got folded like a chair, man, the yeah, wrong way. Depending yeah. on how he feels and how he is uh, – We'll see what happens. I'm expecting him, if he came back and played, I'm expecting him to play. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with Garrett Wilson yeah. has been off the charts better since the benching. I'm going to go with two guys that we talked about, uh, and they're going up against the Texans, Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco. You know how I feel about you know how I feel about running backs playing the Texans, man. You know how I feel about it. If you need a Jer if you don't have a Jarek McKinnon, he's out there, like Jacko had mentioned. If you got it, you need a, you know, an Isaiah Pacheco, go get him. He's out there as well. Those guys are going to go up against one of the worst defenses rushing wise in the National Football League. I think they could have a big week this week, uh, you know, not only in the running game, but for McKinnon's, you know, uh, in the passing game as well. You see he had over 100 yards as a running back in the, in the receiving game and a couple touchdowns, too. So those two guys for me are going up against the Texans this week. I like it. Um, Tony Pollard started yeah. for me against the Jags. You know, I they both uh, – they Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard both had great weeks this past weekend in a very run-heavy offense, which I was a little bit surprised. C.D. Lamb had a bad week. Um, but, you know, both of those dudes, one had 17.6 points. I think that was Elliott. Pollard had, I think, over 20 points. But 
this is a guy. Yeah, he had uh, 21 points um, or 21.2. Nonetheless, he has over 20 points out of five out of his last six games played. Dallas plays Jacksonville on the road, and it's a top 10 fantasy matchup again for running backs. I look at Tony Pollard to capitalize on this matchup, which means, you know, if you have Ezekiel Elliott, I think you could start him as well. They're looking at, you know, Thunder and Lightning, Hammer and Nail, however you want to look at it. They're just fucking pounding the rock over there. Um, and it's, you know, great that they brought in, uh, What's his face as a receiver, T.Y. Hilton, to try to help things out, stretch the field a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Tony Pollard's a start against Jacksonville Jaguars for Week 15. Give me another one, Ivan. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Terry McLaurin against the Giants. Um, I actually believe that the Redskins – Thank you. I almost said it again. I almost said it again. I believe that the Washington Commanders – are going to beat the New York Giants. I think they're going to beat them. I, I won't say they're going to put up Eagles numbers, but I think they're going to control Bounce the end of in. that game. Yeah, I think they're going to control the end of that game and really uh, just run away with it against the Giants. I, like, I don't trust the Giants, similar to how, you know, Cars and you have mentioned, like, you don't trust the Vikings. I think they're, I think they're the same team, different record. You know what I mean? Like, they have talent, but they're just – one team can't find a f- way to win the, you know, close games. The other one just has – some some way found out how to eke out some of the close games. So it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Exactly. Like they just fucking took off, and yeah, I, that's a good call, man. I could see yeah. that. And I like Terry McLaurin. I like Scary Terry. He's a good receiver. Me too. I was I was hoping he was the guy that the Bears were going to try to maybe get their hands on if he didn't get that extension. Um, yeah. You know, nonetheless, nonetheless, here we are. We'll have other options in polls we trust. Um, Definitely. Miles Sanders, I've talked about him a few times. I've talked about the Eagles all all weekend, unfortunately, or all all night. Um, I I just hate our defense against this Eagles offense. I feel like we're going to be looking at, uh, uh, we're going to be looking at some points, which means Justin's going to have to do a ton of fucking work, um, <laughs> you know, which isn't great when you're, you know, their defense is just as scary as their offense um, with the size of those fucking bodies they brought in, you know, with Dominic and Sue and the other guy, I can't think of his name, but he's like six, eight, 380 pounds or whatever, um, you know, but, Miles Sanders, like we talked about earlier, 11 touchdowns to this season, week 14. He didn't have any last year. Um, we talked about a matchup where the Bears give up the what is it, the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs on average at 26.36 points per game. Um, you know, and like I said, he's scoring touchdowns at will. It looks like it's somebody who has had, uh, you know, a success with 28.5 fantasy points. Um two out of the last three games with defenses that are on the bottom half. So if like he's playing, if he has a good matchup, he's performing. Um, so Miles Sanders is another one that I think you're going to be happy with the results there. Um, if you were starting him, which I think you probably should at this point as you move in. So there you go, Logan. I'm glad, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, we hate to say it, but we got to face reality. The bears defense can't really stop a cold. Yeah. And no. you see what Miles Sanders has been doing the past couple of weeks. Great pick Jekyll. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that I talked about as a uh, waiver wire pickup, Pierre Strong Jr. Um, I think he might have a good, good week against the Raiders. The Raiders are just so wishy-washy. You know, I I can't really say who they are, uh, you know, what their identity is. I mean, they have great players. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is having a great year. Uh, Devontae Adams. him, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Devontae Adams, the only one that really hasn't had a great year is, well, Cars had a good year too, even though it's kind of. Tom Brady I don't know. will be there next year. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if they're going to keep him, even though I think he's a solid quarterback. The only one that's had a horrible year is Darren Waller, but defensive wise, I just 
I don't really trust them. You know, they've had too many games where they've given up too many, uh, too many big leads. They give up too many yards. I, I like Pierre Strong Jr. I think they're going to find a way uh, to get him involved if Ramondre Smith is out for some significant time. I think Harris is out as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the starter. I think he's going to be their guy. I think Stevenson's yeah. out. You know. Um, yeah. So was, yeah. Pierre, uh, Pierre Strong okay. Jr. All right. I got to start for you. Tight end. Um, we, you know, we talked about the Browns a few times also. David Njoku. Um, he's a dude that seems to be a guy back from injury. Um, he's got a, he's building a solid rapport with Watson. He had seven catches for 59 yards and a touchdown in week 14 against a really strong Cincinnati secondary. Um, he's not necessarily, you know, like most tight ends these days where it's like a tight end or bust for a decent fantasy day, just because <laughs> I like it, you know, um, you know, I think he could be in a mid range tight end, tight, tight end one conversation going into this weekend against the Ravens. Um, I just I like this matchup. I think he's a guy that could put up some fantasy numbers for you from the tight end position. Um, so yeah, David Njoku is a starter for me. Definitely, uh, I I agree with that. He, yeah. he was one of those guys that was on the bench for the other guy's team. That was like God. I was telling Jackal real quick. I could have lost by a hundred points this week. We'll just say that the guy had yeah. some killers that he left on the bench, and I still lost. So, she, you know, hey. It, 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 is what it, is. it is what it is. I'm just glad I didn't get a, a C note hung on me <laughs> in fantasy. It would be it'd be embarrassing. But uh, let's go move on to sits. Why don't we, we talk about some sits? I am actually going to sit Justin Fields. I'm, I'm not not in real life, but in fantasy, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna sit him. I I okay. don't I don't know if I don't know if this offensive line could hold up against this defense for the Eagles, and I don't know if. Justin, I don't know if Justin's going to run as much as we've seen him run before. I still think he's, you know, kind of hurt on that shoulder. That was it, left shoulder. I, I just don't see it being a good day for the Chicago Bears whatsoever. Uh, seeing what the Eagles did last week and all year, pretty much, except for the Commanders game, I, I, I'm, I'm going to sit Justin Fields, you know, as blasphemous as it might sound. Look what the Eagles have been doing. I'm starting that motherfucker, just so you know. <laughs> I'm starting him because I need him to start and do at least what he's been doing every time he touches the ball. He's a top five fantasy quarterback right now. Like, you know, I, I hear you, though. I want to say, like, you're being very cautious because I feel like we're, like, we don't want, you know, I don't want him to get hurt either, man, you know? like Yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's fan, it's fantasy-wise. I just – I don't see him – You don't see him putting up a number? We please – Maybe – if I'm going to throw out a, a random number this week, what I think the Bears might do, I, if he's able to get a touchdown, maybe he could get 15 points. Okay. Right. If he picks up a touchdown. But I, I still don't know if, if they're going to – He gonna... hasn't had left, less than 15 points since week four, right. just so you know. Right. I'm just, that's why I stood so, with 15. Wow. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm just going to go – with that. Okay. I you know what? I like it. Okay. I hope you're wrong just because I need I, him I, so I, hope I can I'm fucking win my money here, you know. It's a guy fucking match playoff matchups, man. But yeah, man, I'm with El Nino Brown. I need him to fucking I need some points. Yeah, I, 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 I hey, look, I love the guy, but I'm just trying I'm just saying I, know, I saw you. what the Eagles can do. We'll see. I'm picking up with Tommy Brown, you know. <laughs> throwing down my man. Who you got, Jekyll? Uh, so, oh, boy. 
we talked about him earlier as a dud. Mike Evans, sit that dude, man. He is yeah. just a guy that I think you can't trust at this point. He's lodged single-digit PPR outings um, in his last three games. He's uh, falling. He's sailing to uh, have 60 catches and a touchdown. He's just – it's nothing good right now for him. He's arguing with Brady. I just think the Mike Evans hype or just that type of relationship is fractured, which means the fantasy hype for Mike Evans has kind of gone south. Um, so he is definitely a sit for me against a really strong Bengals secondary. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and sit a Pat Fryermuth. This week against the Panthers. The Panthers' defense is surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Their offense has found some type of – They got a coach to play for, too. Right. They found some type of rhythm, some type of identity, which is the ground game. Kind of – I don't really trust the the Steelers' defense. Depending on if Kenny Pickett is playing or not, he's had his ups and downs. But if it's Mitch, I mean, you know Mitch. You know what I'm saying? But with Mitch being the quarterback, I don't know if Fryer Muth – Eats as much this week okay. against. I, I like the Panthers' defense. I think they might uh, squeak it out. I think it might be a close game, but I think Frymuth might get shut down. I got another tight end for you. I'm glad you Go said ahead. that. Tyler Higby, sit him. That mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield hype. I think that might have been like a one hit wonder. They were fucking just calling out numbers for play for receiver routes. Like that's how they were doing it with him. That's how they were doing it. You know, which is just crazy to think at the NFL level, like Sandlot football. But, you know, hey, it just also goes to show, you know, Baker Mayfield is a number one pick for a reason. Um, you know, it's got some skill there. And it looks like he's their starter for the rest of the way. But speaking of why you shouldn't start Tyler Higby, um, it's just, yeah, I don't trust Baker Mayfield right now, even though I just said these great things. He, uh, he caught two passes in each of his last three games. Um, he is just really not doing much with his opportunity, and therefore I would sit him, even though people are going to probably like, oh, Higby and you know Higby and Mayfield, I could see it kind of blossoming. Yeah. I mean, this could be a cold, freezing cold take, but I think he's going to have a pretty big stinker uh, against Green Bay. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's up at Lambeau Field. Yep. It's going to be cold. I don't think he has, you know, that he obviously doesn't have the tempered climate that he had, you know, in this the Packers game. have to win out to make the playoffs. Packers have they, they're yeah. playing for something. The the yeah. Rams are playing for draft position. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, I really don't got anybody else, Jack. I don't know if you, no, have, they, you have one more. You, you brought up, uh, you know, sitting uh, – well, I'd sit Derek Carr against the Patriots defense. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was another one. And I would sit Travis Etienne against Dallas. I think that's just a tough uh, a tough matchup for him, even though he's really kind of been struggling, you know, as of late. Uh, so there's a couple of sits for me. He's averaging two yards per carry in the last three games. Yeah, I want to go out on a limb. Well, I, I mean, I, f- I feel like Justin's my – my whoa! What the fuck are you talking about? I you always got a couple. I, like I always, it. I always got one. Which I like to shake things up a bit. You know Amen. what I mean? You, keep it a fantasy, uh, right? Keep it a fantasy. Uh, Tua Tonga Vailoa has had a rough, rough go of it. The Dolphins have kind of had a rough go of it. Uh, as of late, I, I'm thinking about sitting him up at up in Buffalo. It's going to be cold. <sighs> they were using heaters in 55 degree weather. Right. It's going to be freezing up there. You know, I, I mentioned the stats this past game. It weren't great. Let me go see if I can pull them up real quick. They weren't great. It hasn't been Tua. great. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. That's right. Yeah. If you got it, go ahead. Yeah, right here. Two, uh, what do you want for last week? Yeah, well, the last couple weeks. You had two yeah, sure. losses for the Dolphins, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, he had uh, this past week, he was 10 for 28 for 145 yards with uh, one touchdown, no picks, but he did have mm-hmm. two sacks. He did rush for almost 30 yards. Uh, that was in a loss to the Chargers. And then he had a loss to the Niners where he was 18 for 33 with 295 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, sacked three times, zero rushing yards, and he also had a fumble. Um, so, yeah, he's he hasn't necessarily had, um, and what's that equate for fantasy points? 12.6 last week. 15.8 the week before. Yeah. Um, and that was where the three or four weeks prior, he was actually averaging over 20 points. So, right. And that completion um, percentage is what, what I'm looking at as well. He had 54.5 against the Niners. I mean, the Niners are a great defense, but then yeah. you had a 35.7 against the Chargers. And it, it didn't look like they were going to complete a pass for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for a little while, you struggled at completing a pass, but. I'm going to say that Tua Tunga-Vailoa is a sit for me. So there we go. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think we hit the nail. I mean, playoff edition almost. You know, speaking of playoffs, um, you know, I wish all you guys luck. You know, if your season starts, uh, your playoff season starts week 15. TTNL League, playoffs start week 16. Um, So this is our last week of the regular season. It is the top four teams make the playoffs. And what we will be doing is having a separate – tournament for the top four the first place finishers will play in a head-to-head through the app and we'll post it so you guys can see everything but keep all your players yeah so yeah but it's doesn't matter it's just that last week when you're whoever's in the championship or yeah whoever's in the championship will all will play against each other also in a separate matchup while there's four championship games because there's four divisions each team that wins the one seed the one that's the top seed will play whoever the wins finals. a championship yeah, in each division the, the four yeah. yeah the four the four teams that win the championship for each division will play in a tournament uh, a four team tournament to see who the overall uh, yeah. TTNL yeah. fantasy league with champion their same is. the same numbers whatever points they score go against everybody so the winner of the Super Bowl for that division will be in a head-to-head and whoever has the most wins the title it's basically top overall points so it's one versus four if that makes any sense and we'll explain it next week when we get into it because we're going to show you guys the divisions who's the you know one through four seeds who made the playoffs and then what that looks like for week uh, 16 and then week 17 which would be the divisional finals as well as the overall who's getting the trophy and belt sent to the house so um, that's how that's breaking up sounds good uh good show yeah man good good place to stop we get to wrap things up uh, like we it, appreciate no international guys. shipping, Logan. So I don't know what to tell you, bro. I can't. Oh, actually, actually, you know what? No, I, I, I'm just go. I, I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. Let's go get us some questions real quick. We got a couple. I know Bob always has a couple good ones. Uh, if you guys got some questions, throw them in the chat. Uh, Bob asks Fields or Herbert. Well, you know where I'm going this week. Yeah, it's a Jackal. tough one. I mean, so I. I had Herbert as a start for me against the Titans. I think he's a, you know, a guy with the, he's got Keenan Allen back, Mike Williams and Austin Eckler's got his three weapons trio. Mm-hmm. I just, I think the ceiling is higher for fields than it is for, for Keenan Allen or for uh, Justin Herbert. So I think I'm going to start fields over, right. over. Yeah. Well, you, you know where, you know where I'm at. I already yep. explained it. Uh, Couple more from Bob. Aaron I looked Jones. this up before the show. I, Brian Robinson's like an RB, mm-hmm. like thirty-seven going into this weekend for Week Fifteen, and Aaron Jones is like a top 
I thought he was top 12. Um, so to that point, I just think, you know, the value is so off skewed. I, I just think Aaron Jones, the card or the, they're playing for something. Um, the Packers are playing for something, not saying the commanders aren't, but I just think Aaron Jones is the guy um, that I would start. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Aaron Jones, simple enough. Uh, I think the Rams, that Rams front seven isn't the same yeah, Rams Aaron front Jones seven. running back eight. Yeah, I, I like Aaron Jones against the Rams, especially up at Lambeau. Uh, one more from Bob Hawkinson or Fryermuth. You know where I stand. I already said I'm sitting Fryermuth this week. Uh, yeah, what you got? Uh, you know, with Mitch at quarterback, I think, you know, TJ Hawkinson and the Vikings, non-PPR. Yeah, I'm pr probably going to go with uh, – I think I'm going to go with the Hawk, Hawkinson. All right. Uh, Logan, Goff or Geno this week? Oh, that's, I saw this proposed on Twitter, actually, today. Um I'm so indifferent on this because I'm benching Gino in one of my leagues. So I, by proxy, I'm going to say golf just based on all the stuff we talked about with the receivers um, and them just having to having the ability to, if they have to throw the ball all over the yard. Uh, I just, I kind of like that start. I don't know. I know they're going against the Jets, but. El, El Nino Brown, golf or fields this weekend only? Fields. Oh, a, a Trevor Lawrence, too. I'm sorry. Trevor Lawrence, oh. Goff, or Fields? Ooh. Oh, boy. Ay, ay, ay. Um, I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Trevor. I, I, I don't, I, it's, it's rough for me because I, I, I like the way the Lions have been playing. Otherwise, I would have went Goff. But uh, I don't know. I, I still like that Jets defense. We'll see where it goes. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is riding a high. I know the Dallas Cowboys are really good, extremely good defense. Michael Parsons is a monster. I'm going to go ride with uh, the hot hand and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's a tough one. I I, I think I actually agree with you there. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, as you talked about Philly's matchup and what you expect from Justin Fields, I think you could say the same for Trevor Lawrence versus the Cowboys to some extent, you know, but at the same time, I think uh, – I think Trevor Lawrence with the weapons, I think he has the opportunity to probably put up more production at the quarterback position this next week, as much as I think Fields has a higher ceiling, just the ability to, you know, break plays and that kind of stuff like we've talked about. I think Trevor Lawrence is probably the safer play, safer start. Yeah. Yeah, man. Noah T, DPJ or DPJ. Pittman? DPJ. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I think that's an easy no one, question, DPJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's see any more. Yeah, man. No more? All right. I don't know. Well, if there's no more questions in the chat, thank you guys for joining us now. Uh, you know, again, always a great time. Always looking forward to Tuesdays. It's going to start wrapping up, so we're not going to be here on Tuesdays yeah. anymore. A couple so more it's, weeks. It's kind of shocking. I feel, I feel like it was our first show just a couple weeks ago. And the season has flown by. You guys, the fans, love you guys. You guys have made it so so easy for us to come here and just enjoy talking football, talking with you guys, getting your questions, uh, comments, and, and everything like that. Really love to see it. it. Love to see it. Jacko loves to see it. I love to see it. And I know Claudio loves to see it. And we love to see Claudio here. We can't wait to get him back. He had a, what, field hockey practice or something like that? Banquet, was... banquet. Being a good dad, taking yeah, his, yeah. Uh, you oh, know, banquet, doing his thing. Banquet, yeah, he had a banquet. Banquet, banquet. He had a, he had a banquet uh, for, one of, for his daughters for field hockey and stuff like that. So Claudio had to be a dad. Love him. Give him all the respect in the world, and we'll go ahead and see him again next week. But anyway, for Chris Jackal, I'm Ivan Vargas. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. 
to the Tape Never Lies Network, tapeneverlies.com. Become a patron. Get all the bonus coverage. And uh, with that, we're out. Peace. Peace. Oh, we're still on the air. Hey, yo.